Hello, Trombone Internet. This is Chris Van Hoff, assistant to the regional manager of the International Trombone Festival. We at the festival, of course, are huge fans of the pod, and we are really excited to invite you to attend this year's 2024 International Trombone Festival at TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. Dave Begnosh is our host. We have the world premiere of a brand new double concerto for trombone and piano with the Fort Worth Symphony. We have the American Brass Quintet. We have late night jazz featuring a Latin jam session. Like everything is happening, all the cast will be there. It's the best hang in the world, and we hope to see you there. You can register for the festival still online at www.internationaltrombonefestival.com, and it's happening the last week of May. So go register. We'll see you in Texas. I looked down the audience, and it's you. It's normal to see like little kids in their like totally in awe of what they're looking at on stage, you know, but yesterday I saw like a middle-aged man and he was sitting there and he looked he had the same facial expression as Will Ferrell does in the movie elf. He was just like, Santa. He was like the, for like a long time. It wasn't just like a, a, a little moment. So that's awesome. You know, you have to remind yourself that like f- for a lot of people that come to any performance, but holiday performances, something like the Nutcracker, especially, it, it could be like a huge deal in their family, like a tradition. It could be like a light once in a lifetime experience. So it was a reminder, reminder to be like, hey, it's pretty lucky to be able to do this and bring this to people. I love that. That's awesome. Good morning. Good morning, bright and early. Yeah, last last episode we recorded, we had all these curveballs happen, and we had to record pretty late. It's funny how I notice a difference when we record at different times. Like our energy levels will be different. Yeah, I think they all they probably all have their pluses and minuses. You know, we gotta find that we gotta find that that sweet juicy spot that's just that like Goldilocks. Yeah. We need that. We we need that. Uh, that baby bear energy <laughs> where we, where we both achieve flow state at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Except you're, you're a night person. I'm very much a morning person. So I don't know if that place exists. No, you have to meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and so today it's 8am in Texas and it's 9am for you, which it's funny. Cause you're like, Oh no, I think the only time we're going to be able to do this is 9 a.m. And you said it in a way where we're both, oh man, that's that's impossible. But that's literally the time 95% of the world starts working. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And we're like, no, can't, can't do it. <laughs> but as we know for musicians, that's 9 a.m. is basically the middle of the night. 9 a.m. is like our 5 a.m. So Nick, this is our third episode of this new short form series and... I am pleased to tell you that we have a new official title Isn't for this Isn't this our fourth series. episode? Is it? Yeah, it is the fourth one. Nailed it. Right again. Nailed it. See? 8 a.m. Not a good time for me, so cancel that what? one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so coming in, in third place, first of all, thank you to everyone who voted. We, we had a very <laughs> strong turnout for the vote, a lot of passionate thoughts, but coming in third place was the slide-in with 26% of votes. 
you know, that was a good title. Had a little sexual innuendo. But, you know, it was, it was casual. It was fun. What do you mean? I don't know. Coming in with 33% of the vote in second place, Jonesin for a Bonesin. I mean, that was my favorite, but, you know, the people I've spoken, and that was not the crowd's favorite, so. I mean, yeah, it, it's a good title. It's a good title, it, but it's clearly not for everyone. I, I like it. Maybe we could use it in another way, but thank you, Alexis, for, for the suggestion. I forgot to mention that. So I, I, the main poll was on Instagram, but you can also create a poll on Spotify. So for our Spotify listeners, please check those because every now and then we can post questions and polls. And we had one vote for all things Rusty on Spotify. And we also had a write-in for the alternate position, which I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Should have told us earlier. But the winner. 41% of the vote. 41, Dirk Nowitzki. And our new title, the fifth position. Feel vindicated? I know you do. You know, not let you down. It's a good, good, clean, to the point title. It's very poignant, on topic. I like it. I'll, I'll get used to it, you know? Yet it still has some mystery since none of us know where fifth position is. It's like the train platform to Hogwarts. <laughs> Did you see that video recently where the kid just ran full speed into the wall trying to I mean, like go into the Hogwarts at the train There station? you go. That's D- Darwin would have something to say about that. <laughs> I don't know if it was staged or not, but it was very funny. What a world. So how was how Thanksgiving? It was great. Had a couple friends over, cooked like I normally do. And what was your friend, friends favorite merriment. thing? Friends and merriment. What was your favorite thing to cook? I did a new recipe for my turkey that I really enjoyed making. I made a really good Brussels sprouts dish that I really enjoyed making. So, yeah, kind of all of it. I love it. Just, it's fun. I like the process. Did you let anyone help? My wife. That's it. What about you? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. It was good. Big, big family thing down here in Texas. It's, it's always so nice to see everybody. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't overeat. I didn't go crazy like I normally do, which I feel like is a victory. Coming down to Texas, I just accept that I'm going to gain 15 pounds every time I come into the state. So I think maybe I only gained like 14 pounds. Oh, so progress. Me and my mom have been going on walks. So I'm just like, mom, we're going to walk for 30 minutes every single day. And it's been actually really nice. And I'm just like, I could do this all the time besides just doing like Peloton or whatever. It's just nice to get outside, especially down here where it's still like I mean, it's cold now, but it's been like 60 degrees, so that's <laughs> kind of nice. Very pleasant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear the Google alert? I wait with bated breath. So this segment is Trombone Google alerts. What's going on in the world? We need one of those, like, those news typewriter There's actually a new another article that is related to Trombone Player. There is a Business Insider article about Swedish CEO of EasyJet, Johan Lundgren, on how his Wait, let first... Me, let, me, let, me get, let me get a uh, shot at that name. Mm-hmm. Johan Lundgren. Yeah, that's actually, that's probably way more accurate. I apologize, Johan. I'm sure he listens. Yeah. He actually, his first dream was to be a trombonist. And, you know didn't reach that dream so had to settle for being a ceo of one of the major airlines of the world 
but it is it is kind of cool that it was his dream he didn't get into i think the royal danish conservatory and the article's nice i mean it's not about being a trombone player but it it, it traces his career and his path and it, it just made me think and we've briefly talked about this before about if you're nervous about pursuing music or you're considering another career path after studying music i think we're we're very scared of this notion a lot but there's so many musicians that use the skills that they have learned becoming a musician to translate it to other careers and translate it very successfully and there's a lot of employers that understand all the unique skills that a musician can bring yeah i mean i tell my students this all the time too it's like uh you know because i've seen it firsthand with you know people i grew up with that wanted to be musicians and for whatever reason pivoted out of it yeah the skill sets that you learn in music turns out that they do help you in other careers is is especially work ethic i think that's the biggest one and you know teamwork collaboration that sort of stuff there's a lot of things you know so it's like uh being a self-starter maybe maybe uh take it easy on yourself and realize that you too can be the ceo of a swedish uh budget (laughs) airline same thing with being just talking to kids about joining band it's like you don't have to be a professional but they all do better in math and science they have higher levels of empathy it's the only thing stimulating all the areas of the brain at once just all good stuff beautiful beautiful things all right i got a story for you in the spirit of the holidays yes Um, so dan peck the great tuba player of new york city ballet we love dan dan's incredible um and he was playing a family concert last week or two weeks ago with the new york philharmonic and never heard of them (laughs) he allowed the kids they allowed the kids to come up on stage and kind of what sometimes orchestras call like a instrument petting zoo it's like you can get up and close close and personal to the different instruments and ooh, what's that what does that do you know that sort of stuff so you know dan you of course you know blasts a pedal note at them and they all start laughing and then he's like you want to look inside the bell and they're like ooh, and they like stick their heads in there you know the typical stuff you might do with a tuba and there's this little girl and she's you know dressed up for her day at the new york philharmonic in her nice little nice little dress and she comes out he puts her head in the tuba and pulls her head out and looks right at dan and goes you can fit at least one baby in there (laughs) (laughs) at least one yeah i just thought that was about the most darling thing kids are amazing kids are awesome you always have to like wake up early for these children's shows and you're just like, it's a children's show. And then once you get there, they always end up being the most fun because you're never going to play for a better audience. Um, and when they dim the lights for like a concert and there's kids there, they just start screaming. I mean, like it's unbelievable. Yeah. They're so excited. Give kids a reason to be able to clap and scream and not get in trouble. <laughs> and it's their favorite thing in the world. I know. I mean, I, I was lucky enough when I was a kid growing up in Dallas or Plano, I went and saw Hansel and Gretel. At, I, I think it was from the Dallas Opera. Dallas so hot Dallas right opera. now. <laughs> and that was my first time seeing an orchestra, seeing opera. And uh, it was through school. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, maybe I remember more because I am a musician, but I've always remember that and the whole time being like whoa this is crazy you know i love that opera so much it's so good it's it's like there's not a bit 
of fat in it. It's like everything needs to be there. It's not too long. It's beautiful music, nice arias. It's great. And in Germany, they play that during Christmas time every year, kind of like the Nutcracker, which would be yeah. so cool if we did that here. I would love to play that every year. The Met does it sometimes during Christmas, but they always do an English version of Magic Flute. It's shorter and in English, and that's pretty popular uh, too. I saw I saw Hansel and Gretel at the Met once, and they yeah the the witch was like a it was like a man dressed as the witch, but like really tall and just like yeah it was it was kind of awesome. That's how they play it a lot of times. It depends on depends on the company how they do it because it can be a mezzo soprano or it can be a like baritone. It's it's kind of flexible role. The the Met one is like a fever dream, right? The the, the production. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool. It was really cool. And I think when we did it, we had because often the 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 Hansel voice is so high that a woman will sing it. It's all it's always a woman. The Hansel, yeah, so hot right now. Hansel so, is so hot now. Thank you to, we had a few new recent patrons on our Patreon this month. Thank you very much. You can subscribe at patreon.com slash trombone retreat. Just a reminder, all of our, everything we've ever posted on the Patreon, all of our exclusive interviews, uh, videos of podcast interviews, trombone advice videos, forever, they're on there. They're archived on the website so you can access everything we've ever posted. So check it out. So we have an audience question. Thank you, audience. We have a few I had to sift through, but today's pretty simple one coming from Thomas Superset, Thomas underscore Superset. Do you even lift bra? On the Instagrams, our friend Thomas Lai, Trombone Retreat alum. What are Sebastian and Nick's favorite activities outside of music? I feel like I should answer for you. (laughs) I mean, what am I going to say? Cooking the food. Acts of service are my love language to other people. It's it's one way I show. Them. Oh, really? I have a few acts of service that you could do with the trombone retreat. I was saying ones that I like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, mm, I'm kidding. Mm. Well, okay. So back Freudian. to the question. Back to the question. Yes, cooking. Um, in the summer, I like playing golf. I like listening to music. Um, I guess that's related to it, but it's a different thing. And I love, I love listening to podcasts. I I mean, it feels like so on the nose, but what's your favorite podcast right now you're listening to? I love Stavi's world. It's uh, Stavros Hakias, amazing comedian. They go for like two, two, three hours sometimes. They record, yeah, they record two podcasts a week and they're like always super long. Just hanging out, smoking weed and like talking. Yep, they're they're just ridiculous. What about you, Seb? I guess for brevity, if I had to pick one thing, I mean, I have plenty of interest. And I do feel lucky that our main source of enjoyment is also our work. So, you know, I feel like normal nine-to-fivers are always trying to think of their other things they're enjoying, but I get to enjoy, I get to play music with my friends all the time. So I, I feel like that is my hobby that just happens to pay me money. But... I love basketball. I love my Dallas teams. So I'm sure everyone hates Dallas Cowboy fans. I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. But for me, one of my favorite pastimes is just traveling. And I really have nerded out about travel status and travel points and just understanding the whole process. Because I think traveling used to give me a little anxiety. And also, I grew up being like, 
how do people get to ride in first class? Like I never understood and I always wanted to. And I finally figured out the system to be able to have the privilege of getting to do it more often. And of course, whenever, as you know, you ride in first class once and you like, I need this all the time. Yeah, it's definitely addicting. This is my identity now. I deserve this. And I love wearing sweatpants on in first class around all these business travelers where they're confused. So really nerding out with that and getting to travel all over the world, finding reasons to travel, getting upgraded, that I really enjoy the the numbers game and figuring all that stuff out. Yeah. I think that I mean, answers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. All right, Nick, I have a bone to pick. Pick that bone. <laughs> Can we normalize not asking people how their audition went. So hear me out. How many times have you taken an audition? Doesn't go great, which is majority of auditions for most people, even successful people. And about 10 people ask you how it went right afterwards. When the last thing in the world you want to do is rehash this thing, at least in front of someone else. I I want, I encourage people to, to ask yourselves why you're asking because you know we're often curious especially if you didn't go to the audition you want to know how it went and then you'll ask like who won another thing people don't want to talk about is it really making the other person feel better so i encourage you instead to consider if you if if it comes up naturally ask someone would you like to talk about how the audition went and give them the opportunity I actually did this the other day because I I realized that I really want to talk about it if it doesn't go well, you know, maybe I'm still processing. And I asked someone the other day, like, hey, do you want to talk about how it went? And he's like, no, but thank you. He was (laughs) pleasantly surprised. It's like, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I think there needs to be a little bit of a caveat to that because I feel like when you're in school or younger, there's more of a community aspect where you do want to talk about how your audition went. Cause it's like the, you know, the goals are to win an audition of course, but like when you're first starting out, it's like totally normal to go for like, it was a good experience because now I know that I get really nervous in auditions, you know, if it's like your first audition, but you know, after a while, after you're like seasoned with auditions, it's like, it might not be the best question like a, a, probably lean on the air on the side of they'll tell you if they want to talk about it. That's what so it's, it's just basic psychology. Just invite them, give them the opportunity to feel safe to share how they feel if they'd like. But if not, it's not really your business. It's a, it's a personal thing. So like, Hey, you want to talk about how it went? No. Okay, cool. Yeah. But otherwise you're just kind of like uh, forcing, forcing conversation. I mean, you, you would know if, if that person won the audition, cause you would have heard. And if you didn't hear that they won, they probably didn't. And so you should err on the side of just not saying anything or like your idea. Do you want to talk about it? And it's one thing if you know, well, if, if you know, they won, that's, it's a little more <laughs> safe to bring, bring up that conversation. Yeah. It's probably positive. Or if you know, they made finals that can go either way. Cause sometimes people can be more upset about getting close and not winning. But if you know, nothing happens or you're just curious, you know, just, just be a little more sensitive is all I'm offering. I appreciate that. I, I have, I have pillaged the depths of the internet, Nicholas, and I have found our Quora question of the week. Fantastic. So trombone Quora 
which is one of the best parts of the internet. We find random questions that people of the world have submitted to the internets. And today's question is, I play the trombone in a small band, and there's one other trombone player. He sucks, and he makes me sound bad. What do I do? <laughs> that, I like the honesty. I mean, definitely uh, appreciate that. What, well, what do you do? Well, I think that you turn to them, look them square in the eye, and say, insert name, you suck at the trombone and don't make me sound very good. Wow. I think you, I think you go just right into it. Straight on. And what do you think is going to come from that? Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I shall do something about that post-haste. Problem solved. Yep, that's it. I mean, what else do you need? I'm sure if you're listening out there, I assume you are. Try that. I'm sure it'll go really well. You know, it sounds like this is an amateur type of ensemble. It says it's a small band. You know, it's probably not his first thing. You know, it's like with anything, it's like the same equivalent of you have a roommate. Everyone has a different version of what clean is. So there's always going to be one person that's going to be more annoyed at the other person based on like how clean something is. This person maybe doesn't have as high standards as you, maybe not as talented as you, maybe just doesn't work hard as you. It's, It's a tough situation. If you're, if you're both being professional and being paid money, that's another thing. But this is this is the story of our lives, right? You, you you have to figure out how to work with people. So to answer it seriously, maybe invite them over for duets. Maybe see if you can get better together. But you can't really force someone to sound better unless you're like maybe in a leadership position. You can talk about it. I mean, I'm going to disagree wholeheartedly because um, obviously our 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 guy lives in a house of excellence. So can't bring that trash into that house. Jeez. Yeah, I guess this guy's perfect. I don't know if I need to say his name. Oh, the other interesting part of this question is he, it says he makes me sound bad. Well, that sounds like a little projection. Like you're not taking responsibility for yourself. I think it's more like he's perfectly manufactured, tiny nano chip, even the smallest bit of dust renders it useless <laughs> that's i i live for your metaphors nicholas that was it's good yeah oh, thanks hey hey i'm gonna tell you something i'm grateful for it's important i would here. love that okay i'm i'm six nutcrackers in 44 Already? left yep wow 44 left it's 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 uh it's tiring you know and some days you don't want to be there just because you're tired and you're worn out. And last night I was playing or yesterday afternoon, technically. And I looked down the audience and it's you, it's normal to see like little kids in there, like totally in awe of what they're looking at on stage, you know, but yesterday I saw like a middle-aged man and he was sitting there and he looked he had the same facial expression as Will Ferrell does in the movie elf. He was just like, Santa. He was like the for like a long time. It wasn't just like a, a a little moment. So that's awesome. You know, you have to remind yourself that like f- for a lot of people that come to any performance, but holiday performances, something like the Nutcracker, especially, it, it could be like 
a huge deal in their family, like a tradition. It could be like a light once in a lifetime experience. Um, so a, it was a reminder, reminder to be like, Hey, it's pretty lucky to be able to do this and bring this to people. I love that. That's awesome. Sometimes. Yeah. We're lucky that, you know, we experience workplace fatigue just like anyone can, but I feel like we have more avenues to get out of it than most people. So sometimes you just got to look in the audience or appreciate the music you're playing. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like to make eye contact with, we'll, we'll go into this more cause you have a whole thing you like to, but I like to make eye contact with my colleagues from across the pit and just look at them. Just stare at them, <laughs> look wide eyed. Oh, you don't, just, you don't mouth Merry Christmas. You just, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, when we get closer to uh, Christmas, you'll have to tell your technique. Okay. I mean, let's let's sit on it's it. it's well documented on 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 that one episode, but I can I can copy and paste it back just for people that appreciate it so much. It's hilarious how many people try to do that to me now after talking about that. It's so good, yeah. Well, what do you think, Seb? I think so we covered uh, the week's week's trombones' uh, most pressing topics. Week's trombones most press the week's topics. trombone S- most trombone. Oh, you get it. I haven't had. Coffee I'm just gonna yet. let you. Oh wow, you did this without coffee. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna go you're gonna go do a dress rehearsal of the tan hauser who Tanoiser? Tanoiser! And then you got another nutcracker tonight? <clears throat> no, day off. Wow. But you're gonna listen to Nutcracker just so you don't get oh, out yeah. of it. I'm gonna look at the Baron Rider score. You don't wanna like, lose it. Fix some errata. Yeah, you can't you can't lose it because you might just show up and it just yeah it's like it's like the off day in the Tour de France the the bikers still ride you know <laughs> <laughs> metaphor I need like I need some sort of like ding or like a like a cash register sound every time you hit me with a good metaphor a gong <laughs> the metaphor gong mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go play uh, some duets with Brian Hecht because we both live down here well he lives down here and i'm my family lives down here and we both have the holiday chops so hops i i realize it should be called do hex gonna go play do hex -hex. Mm -hmm. yep that'll be fun then heading back and then the holiday gauntlet begins no nights off let's do it well enjoy the rest of your time down with your family i'm gonna run out the door and go play tonhoiser Sounds good. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So you always get a notification. It helps us out a lot. Rate and review on Spotify and iTunes. Helps us out a lot. And email us at tromboneretreat at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast. Follow Nick at basetrombone444 on the Instagrams and me at, what's my name? js.vera on the Instagrams. And follow us at Trombone Retreat on all the social medias. And we appreciate you, and we hope that you make it a great day. Thank you. Bye.